Hey, how's it going? It's Bill Gardner from the Deep End Games, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. This week is all about meteors and asteroids and all of those things. Um, I, I know there's differences, and I know the differences, and we'll get into them later on in the week. But we have, they're, they're close enough that that's what we're going to talk about. And um, yeah, because good luck trying to find a whole lot of meteor <laughs> information and things. And we're doing that because Tuesday is National Meteor Watch Day. So, yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned we're going to talk meteors and asteroids and things. And today we're going to talk solely about asteroids. The video game asteroids, as a matter of fact. Now, I do want to give a shout out to like Final Fantasy. That almost every other game in this series has a meteor crashing into the planet as some kind of plot device, a MacGuffin there. So that that's a big thing. Um, Earthbound has some meteors. You know, there, there are some games out there that have meteors, but Asteroids. Asteroids is one of the most iconic and ageless video games ever made. So let's take a look at it. Asteroids was first released in November of 1979. And since then, it has been everywhere. But it started out, there were two people, Lyle Rains and Ed Log, And they were on staff at Atari. And they were wanting to make some, some games. You know, this was the golden age of video games. They were just getting started getting out there. And they wanted to figure out something and, and make a cool game. So... Space Invaders had been out there. Um, Computer Space had been out there. And a couple of other games had been around for a little bit. And they were popular. And so they were like, you know, how can we take this space thing and and make a fun game, a cool game that people are going to go down with? So they took the two-dimensional stuff from Computer Space and Space Invaders kind of gameplay mode like the eliminate all your threats and and everything and that's how they got asteroids and when it first started out you were just going to have a giant indestructible asteroid and i got to talking to like well you know let's uh let's shoot it and when you shoot it it blows up into smaller asteroids like okay and they you know get smaller and the smaller ones are harder to hit and then we bring in UFOs, also of different sizes and everything. And I'm not going to dive down the, the rabbit hole as far as like the graphics and the monitors and vectors and everything that they used. Because it it's real fascinating if you're into it. But if you're not, you know, I'm not, you don't want to hear me talk about a, a Moss 6502 hardware card and uh, the processors and sound bites hooked up yeah and all the different things but i will say there was only 13 sound effects in the whole game 
Think about that. We have the games we have now have giant epic scores with whole uh, symphonies and things doing doing it. And this game had like a dozen sound effects. Is all. I think that's kind of cool. So they they created the game and we're starting to test it out and see if it was going to be popular. And it was to the point where. At Atari Studios, like all the people there on staff would wait for Reigns and Log to leave so they could go in there and play the game. It was so bad that they actually created a second demo just to have their Atari. So that way everybody would leave them alone and they could go, you know, they could work and iron out everything and everybody could play the, the demo version. And they took it out to some arcades and... Everybody loved it. I mean, people who had been playing games for years or people who were young and just getting into arcades, everybody loved, loved Asteroids. And I think that's still true to this to this day, you know. And when it came out, there the numbers supposedly on it is that it sold over 70,000 arcades, which is insane. Uh, you know, we don't even have arcades anymore, so that's that's crazy. The home system version of it sold over three million copies. Uh, the that's you know, and that that was in 1981. So th- think about that. Like that's pretty crazy that it not only has been around but was so successful. You know, out the gate. Anymore, we hear a lot about, oh, cult classics and this and this and this. You know, it wasn't popular when it came out. But Asteroids has always been there, has always been on top, and people have loved it. And on both sides, you know, arcade owners, obviously, they bought 70,000 of them. They think the, the kind of estimate of it is there was over $150 million in sales from that game. Yeah, and the arcade operators got five hundred million in quarters. I'm not gonna do the math on that. Um, I guess what that'd be like twenty billion, two billion. I don't know math. That's a lot of quarters, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> it just blows my mind to think of all these quarters being pumped into one i mean not one machine but you know one game and i that's just just absolutely crazy to me um and it's endured like i said people loved it then people love it now it's always you almost always see it on a top 10 top 50 top 25 list whether it be IGN or Retro Gamer or whoever it is Entertainment Weekly uh, put it in the top 10, you know. The Museum of Modern Art has it in their collect- video game collection, official video game collection. So that's cool. Now, I know some of you, somebody out there is bound to be like, oh, well, it wasn't super popular when it came out. Yes, there was an 8 bit port in 1983 that was listed as one of the worst computer games, but. I'm talking like the original, the arcade, the cabinet, and everything. And it, like talking about it enduring, I mean, you've seen it on almost every system 
since Atari, PlayStation, N64, Game Boy Color, um, Xbox 360 had that whole arcade room that you had uh, where you could, and this is one of the, the big games, and the game room is what it was called. It's obviously all the Xbox, all the Playstations, um, Nintendo DS even had one. The Atari Flashback Collections, Volume 1 and 2, it's on those. Because people love this game. And it's it's interesting because over the years, there's been sequels. Like Asteroids Deluxe was in 1981. And then Space Duel was in 1982. Blastroids in 87. But it, they were trying to improve on perfection and as we've seen time and time again in all art forms that doesn't work Uh, the original is still where it's at and where it's the best i mean i'll admit i kind of have a soft spot for the asteroids hyper 64 that came out on n64 but it's not as good as the other one i'll i'll admit it it's it was in 64 up, just like every every other game was. You know, make some 3D graphics thrown in there, and you're good to go. But it's okay. And not only has it been on every port, but there's been copies, I mean, since 1980. Apple has made a couple. There's one called Appaloids. Yeah, instead of Asteroids, Appaloids, where you shoot apples instead of Asteroids. Planetoids, um, Meteor, Astro Smash, all of these have come out because it's that's how good it is you know imitation is the highest form of flattery it, let's do it let's copy it and even those much like the sequels and stuff yeah they weren't as good but there's still that charm there because of that original asteroid and i i don't know i think that's a lot of fun um the world record i, I did think that i did want to mention this real quick that there's a lot of debate over the world record. So the first official one was set February 6, 1982 at 40,101,910 points. But then in November, November 13th, uh, this 15-year-old kid named Scott Safran got 41,336,440 points. And super, super sad stories. why I want to talk about it is Twin Galaxies, which is the... They help with speedruns and world records and everything like that. Uh, I mean, they're like an official partner of the Guinness Book of World Records. They went out to find Scott Safran because they were wanted to reward, you know, like, hey, here you go, man. This is... You, you had this accomplishment. And they spent four years looking for him, only to find out that he died in 1989. So, it's super sad. But in 2010, a guy named John McAllister broke the record with 41,838,740 points in a 58-hour live stream. That's a long time. Like I said, there is some controversy around it, not just the, the death and stuff. Supposedly, in Hyde Park, New York... June 30th to July 3rd of 1982, there was a score of over 48 million points. Uh, that's 
you know, the, what is that, like 10, 20% higher? I just, too much math on today's show. But there's some records of it, but it's not like official, official records. So it's kind of interesting where it it falls as far as the legacy. I don't know. It, a game that has this much of a following, of course, is going to have some kind of mysterious circumstance around it but i don't know let me let me know what's your favorite asteroid ripoff they're like we mentioned all of those let me know in the comments below here on soundcloud or on social media uh, find us facebook instagram twitter youtube tiktok everywhere we're out there just look for the night nerd if you have questions or anything you can email me nightnerd at the nightnerd.com but otherwise that's gonna do it for me today again my name is lance thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time Flower, you settled in my life. Shine among.